This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Tonight is the Royal Rift. Damage beyond repair. Harry was both surprised and very disappointed. The new drama between brothers and how the Queen is putting Harry and Meghan in their place. Plus, Ashley Judd's first steps after the accident that nearly took her life. Oh, my heart's beating out of my chest. <laughs> then exclusive Clooney confessions. These kids are all slobs. George's life at home. And the Mr. Mom move a mall would not approve of. My wife had killed me. Plus, a coming to America sneak peek. Eddie Murphy acting with his daughter, their fight scene gone wrong. My dad was like, you're grounded. You ain't going out there for a week. And hi, it's in the tool man, Taylor. And you all know my sister, Al. A home improvement reunion. How Tim Allen and Richard Karn are bringing back tool time. ET starts right now. Very dramatic. It is turning into a battle royale. Wow. Prince Harry pitted against the Queen and his brother William. I mean, brotherly love apparently only goes so far as William sides with the monarch, their grandmother. We understand that the relationship between Harry and William has taken 10 steps backwards. Really sad and genuinely shocked. That's how Prince William reportedly feels about his brother Harry's recent behavior towards the Queen. What happened? Well, after being stripped of their royal patronages, Harry and Meghan seem to imply in this response to the palace that they didn't need anyone's permission to do charity work. Certainly the feeling at the palace is that the tone was disrespectful to the monarch. The Queen's word is final. William is very protective of his grandmother at the moment. He's very aware that she is obviously very worried with her husband unwell in hospital at the moment. Harry and Meghan's charity was in high gear this weekend, pitching in to replace the roof at this Texas women's shelter that was damaged by the winter storm. 
And this morning, they made their first appearance since announcing Megan's pregnancy. The couple discussed their podcast, which is reportedly part of a $40 million deal with Spotify. We created Archwell Audio to make sure that we can elevate voices that maybe aren't being heard. You can just see a little bit of a glimpse of the baby bump beneath that very pretty dress. And there's another twist in the royal riff. The timing of Harry and Meghan's sit-down with Oprah just got super awkward. The Queen's annual Commonwealth Day at Westminster Abbey has been canceled this year because of the pandemic. So instead, Her Majesty will do a TV address, which will air just hours before the couple sit down in the US. The BBC picked the date of the 7th of March. This was decided weeks and weeks ago, I think well in advance of the Oprah airing date. The Queen will be very upset if anything overshadows the Commonwealth Day service. But I think it's inevitable given the huge buildup to the Oprah interview. Also making headlines today, actress Ashley Judd walking after her near-fatal leg injury. Oh, my heart's beating out of my chest. <laughs> the 52-year-old posted images from her time in a South African hospital after breaking her leg in four places while in the Congo rainforest. <sighs> Multiple metal rods and pins were inserted into Ashley's leg. She thanked hospital staff and her dad, who flew in to help. Ashley's back in the U.S. recovering from an eight-hour surgery to, quote, pick the shards of bones out of the nerve. Ashley Judd is one of the toughest human beings on this planet. This will be a movie, I guarantee you. Uh, meanwhile, George Clooney knows what it's like to be grateful to be alive after his near-fatal motorcycle crash in 2018. Now, look at the proud papa holding the kids' bikes, and Clooney is about to turn 60, believe it or not, on May 6th, and he's getting candid about his career and his family. Have I taken on any pandemic hobbies? I'll tell you what I've taken on as a hobby. Uh, two or three loads of laundry a day. Dishes all day because these kids are all slobs. Apparently you have to wash them every once in a while. Yeah, even this first time dad can hit his pandemic parenting wall every now and then. But there's one Mr. Bomb move them all won't allow when it comes to three-year-old twins, Ella and Alex. I cut his hair, I cut my hair. But I've always cut my own hair. You don't cut your daughter's hair. We haven't cut it. It's down to here. She looks gorgeous. No, I don't. I don't mess with her hair. I'd get in trouble if I did. E.T. is the first reveal. George is one of the nine stars, including Gal Gadot, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Tessa Thompson, to cover W Magazine's best performances issue. His film Midnight Sky was fantastic. He kept up to all the things we hoped he would be: charming and smart and fantastic. George has never shied away from his humble and oh-so-delicious-to-watch-now TV beginnings. I did an episode of The Golden Girls. It's time for lights out. Yes, man. A little makeup. E.T. first met an up-and-coming George in 1985, just after being cast in The Facts of Life. I play George Burnett, and uh, I come in. I'm a carpenter on the show. Thanks for the dance. <gasps> Another? No, I'm whipped. <laughs> I had a mullet on Facts of Life. I danced and flirted with Joe. I was on it for a season and a half, I guess, and then they said thank you, and they'd had enough. And the good news is one day George's children will discover that, and they will torment him with it. All right, now on to a movie event, an event we have been waiting years for. Come on. Coming to America <laughs> premieres March 5th on Amazon Prime Video. Sex of Chocolate is back. She's your queen. <laughs> <laughs> we have been waiting 33 years for this, guys. So is 
Eddie Murphy worried about following up one of the greatest comedies of all time? Nah. Hey, what are you doing back here? Awesome. We had worked on the script for four years, hmm. and we had the script right. So once the script is right, you know, there's no pressure. I am Hakeem Jaffer, King of Zamunda. The bar set so high because it's a classic. The closest thing to pressure is like on Twitter when somebody says, don't you f our movie. <laughs> you was a dummy. <laughs> it's like, he was like this. I was doing something red carpet thing and we started talking about the movie and I was like, I think it's gonna be as good as, better than the first one. I think it's funnier than the first one. She was like, I don't know about that she's talking about it. She kept it real. That face <laughs> I think everybody's gonna like the movie, but the people that really like coming to America, that were like worried and hoping that we didn't mess it up, I think those people are gonna like it the most. Let me hear you say, hey ho. Hey ho. No, 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 don't no, do no, that, no. that's his mother. Bold words from Eddie, but he might feel that way because he got to share the screen with his daughter, 19-year-old Bella, in her acting debut. It's the law. The role was her age, so she auditioned for it and got the part. The duo shot a fight scene together and barely avoided a major whoops. There was actually a moment where um, I came down with my bow staff and I was supposed to whack my dad, but the way I came down was way too close to his knuckles. And I saw his like his life flash before his eyes. <laughs> After my dad was like, you're grounded. Ah, you ain't going outside for a week. <laughs> He's so crazy. By the way, everybody, Eddie told me he still is going to do new stand-up. So come on, we need that, right? All right, well, now to the comedy duo who know a thing or two about home improvement, literally, Tim Allen and Richard Karn. We spoke to them exclusively about their new TV project and the big anniversary for their classic sitcom. <laughs> so how do you celebrate three decades? Because it really is a milestone. All of us are still close. I mean, yeah. I still see Richard way too much. Boy, way it just too doesn't much. feel like 30 years. No, it doesn't. Our ET cameras were right alongside Tim and Richard for all eight seasons of Home Improvement. I never told you this, Tim, but you're like a brother to me. Look out. Oh, all right, Al. Why do you think that series still resonates now for a whole new generation? The parents that grew up yeah. with it are now being able to show their kids something that they can sit all together and watch. They always celebrated the family, the couple that got along, raised the kids. We discussed this on Last Man Standing. Tim Taylor meets Mike Baxter. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is Al going to be in this episode? Uh, wait a minute. Look at the time. Good <laughs> Lord. Well, until Richard talks his way back into another guest spot on Tim's current sitcom, the longtime friends are reuniting for another show. Their new History Channel series, Assembly Required, premiering tomorrow, challenges home builders to fix broken household items for a $5,000 grand prize. I have my game face on. No, you have a badminton face on. It seemed like a reality extension of what Tool Time really was. Yeah. Where we, I add more power to it, I break something, he'd be the reality side of it, and it was a good fit. A shout out to this guy, he's made this show. Yeah. Literally, it was canon. This is improv for 12 hours a day. Well, it's improv with editing. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is, because more than half of the stuff we yeah. say, we're not gonna be able to use. I don't think America's ready for that. <laughs> I feel like I could just yell real loud. He could hear us because he's our neighbor right here. On the Yo, block. Tim! <laughs> we love you, Tim. Listen, while um, she talked to Team Tool Time, I hung out with the ladies over at the neighborhood. Yo, Dashina! She's so wonderful. Beth Beers and Tashina Arnold, besties on camera and off, why the key to their relationship is go to yoga. That's my limit! Then. I could start crying right now. Oprah's touching tribute to a trailblazer. Because he did that. 
I was able to do what I have been able to do in the world. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Congratulations to new parents Wilmer Valderrama and fiance Amanda Pacheco on the arrival of their baby girl. Wilmer told us he's ready for the next chapter. I think that I've grown up to be the man that I am meant to be. So happy for my man Wilmer. And um, you know what? There's lots of love and happiness also over at the neighborhood. Tashina Arnold and Beth Bear sharing some big news only with ET. We just got word that we are back for season four. <laughs> So, congratulations! Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> the neighborhood picked up for another season. Wow. How great is that? What does that mean to you guys? It Everything. means a lot. It means a lot to us. <laughs> There's lots to look forward to on the neighborhood, including tonight when Beth's real life husband guest stars as Cedric's doctor. Now, all we've got to do is schedule your colonoscopy. Let's say what now? Husband Michael. Oh, she stalked the whole time. <laughs> I was such a stage mom. I was like giving him a thumbs up, winking, laughing too hard at the table. Max was like, chill, man. You're not playing it cool. I'd be like, how funny is he? Tashina and Beth are as close off screen as on. In fact, Beth convinced Tashina to try goat yoga. The goat pooped on your back during yoga? Yeah. And she said, oh, it's good luck. It is good like, luck. What? It's oh, big luck. Because it felt, the goat felt most comfortable with her doing the yoga. On your back. On my back. And she's blessed. Hashtag blessed. That that goat. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. By the way, this show has done a great job of balancing the comedy around yeah. some very serious issues. Tonight's episode is about colon cancer awareness. I love how they do that. Yeah. Saving lives. Now, get ready for our emotional Oprah exclusive. If he could do that, I wonder what I could do. Lady O shares stories you've never heard why her dream interview with her mentor may have been her worst. I had a breakdown after the show. Then Betty White's lost show with A-listers and animals. What are friends for, right? The pet set bloopers you've never seen. It was such fun. To start with love, one of my all-time favorite movies, you know, the elegance of Sidney Poitier. This trailblazer who paved the way for so many turned 94 years young this weekend. His presence changed Hollywood. He changed America, and you know what? He changed the life of a little girl growing up in the South named Oprah Winfrey. As we celebrate Black History Month, we asked Oprah to help us celebrate a true living legend. They call me Mr. Tibbs. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Amen, amen. Oh my God, he is it, he is it. I could start crying right now. An awful lot of people are gonna think that we're a very shocking pair, isn't that right, Mrs. Drayton? I I know what you mean. Uh, I wanna ask you about Sidney Poitier's importance in Hollywood, and I say that in not just his movies, but his position in Hollywood. There is no one on earth I love more. There's no one who I have greater respect or regard 
for more. Sidney was the first black man to win an Academy Award. Lilies of the Field earned him the Oscar for Best Actor. And that night in 1964, impacted a 10-year-old Oprah and countless others forever. The winner is Sidney Poitier. I still see the image of him when Anne Bancroft hands him the Academy Award. And I was profoundly when I tell you profoundly, I could start weeping right now. I was profoundly, deeply, sincerely moved by that moment because I had never seen, we were being called colored people at the time, I had never seen a colored man look like that. And I just thought, if he could do that, I wonder what I could do. Wow. And that was at 10 years old. And because he did that, I was able to do what I have been able to do in the world. And every single other black person who followed, it only happened because he was able not just to do that, but to be that. Can you briefly recall for me how you felt the night you got your award? It was extraordinary, it was remarkable. It was great, what can I tell you? I believe one should fight for what one believes. It's what he represented, his Dignity, integrity, presence, grace, sense of honor, choice of characters, only doing and choosing roles that were going to reflect the best of what a black person could be in the world. How did I break through? I think I had great good luck on my side. And I also think I came along historically at the right time. Born 94 years ago, Sidney's importance can never be underestimated. He acted in over 40 films. Some of his most memorable roles include playing Detective Virgil Tibbs in The Heat of the Night and a high school teacher in Working Class London in To Sir With Love. Sidney also tirelessly worked to champion human rights and equality for all, even helping to finance the civil rights movement. What works of his really touch you? I love Guess Who's Coming to Dinner because the scene in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner where he says, But you think of yourself as a colored man. Man and I think of myself as a man. Uh, that is who he is. I think that what most people don't realize is that underlying all of his work was the cry for, the plea for, the working towards racial justice in the world in a way that he was able to humanize black people. The first time I met him at Quincy Jones's house, uh, we had a conversation and I was telling him about how hard it was because I was getting so much criticism from black people who were saying I wasn't, I was hugging white people too much, I wasn't doing enough of this and I should be more of that. And, and he said, this is what happens when you carry people's dreams. And after that conversation, he agreed to come on The Oprah Show. It, it, it's the one time in my life where I had a breakdown after the show. You didn't believe the dogma. You didn't believe what people said was possible for a black man. Well, I, from the very beginning, I didn't believe that. I finished interviewing him, Kevin, and I went into the control room and I laid my head down on the desk in front of the producer and I just bawled. 
I'm such an idiot. He's gonna hate me. I didn't ask any good questions. He's <laughs> he's never gonna speak to me again. You know, it, it, it was one of those things where you meet the person you most wanted to meet and then you felt like you were not good enough. But after that, he gives me a call and he says he's calling me to apologize because he did not feel that he was his best that day. And after that, we were friends forever. I don't think the dictionary has sufficient words descriptive enough to really explain, articulate, define Oprah Winfrey. She is a phenomenon. Both these legends love and respect each other dearly, and Oprah made me very aware that countless people around the globe owe Mr. Portier an infinite amount of gratitude. There would be no you. Nope. There would be no Kevin Frazier nope. sitting up on entertainment tonight <laughs> without a Sydney Portier. There would be no you. I appreciate you. We're part of the chain, but yeah. I, we're part of the chain, but he he was he was the first link. Thank you, Oprah, yes. for paying tribute to a living legend. Well, tomorrow, our Viola Davis exclusive. Her personal tribute to TV mm. mom and Hollywood icon, the late Cicely Tyson. One of my favorite interviews ever that I've done. It's amazing. Yes. All right, coming up, Betty White's blast from her pet-loving past. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. What are friends for, right? <laughs> Only ET has Betty White with her friends, both furry and famous. Hello, Charlie. Meet Burt Reynolds. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> and bloopers they never expected. What yeah, do they so live they on? White rabbits? And you're not on yet, George. <laughs> the TV legend created and starred in the 1971 series The Pet Set, which is out on digital and DVD tomorrow. Betty just turned 99 last yeah. month, and she exclusively tells us, quote, one of the big reasons that I love shooting The Pet Set was to be able to have the audience learn without preaching about the health and welfare of all different kinds of animals. Yeah, she's once said, if she hadn't been an actor, she would have been a zookeeper. Betty, take care of yourself. Yes, indeed. We love you. You know that. Good night, everybody. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.